Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. It might be time for Minnesota Representative Elan Omar to be removed from her Foreign Relations Committee because of what she continues to say. I will explain in tonight's final view at the end of the show, so be sure and stay with us for that. But first, the illegal, illegal immigration invasion at our southern border. That's the subject of tonight's point of view. So yesterday, Customs and Border Patrol held a press conference with some just stunning, shocking numbers about the illegal immigration invasion at our southern border. It clearly is an emergency. If you just look at the data, it is a crisis, and it's exactly why President Trump has declared it a national emergency. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell, the leader in the Senate, isn't able to keep his caucus together when it comes to the situation with border security for our nation. We've talked a lot about a lot on the show. A lot of these guys are those Chamber of Commerce rhinos where they want the cheap labor for their donors, uh, and that's why they say, you know what, we don't really want to build a wall, meaning the rhinos. So earlier today, President Trump tweeted this out and said, hey, Senate Republicans, not voting for on constitutionality or precedent with this national emergency deal, they're voting on desperately needed border security and the wall. Our country is being invaded with drugs, human drugs. Wait till you see what I have for you tonight from uh, DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. Drugs, traffickers, criminals of all shapes and sizes. That's what this vote is all about. So stay united, GOP. Stay united. Don't sit here and fracture because you want the uh, Chamber of Commerce cheap labor stuff to get a bunch of money from your donors. So again, yesterday, Commissioner of U.S. Customs, Border and Protection, Kevin McLeanan, I believe is how you say his last name, but... He stood up and talked about some of the stunning things that are happening right now at our southern border. Here's some of what he had to say. Uh, it should be very clear uh, from these numbers that we are facing alarming trends in the rising volumes of people illegally crossing our southwest border or arriving at our ports of entry without documents. This increased flow presents currently at our highest levels in over a decade both a border security and a humanitarian crisis. We must invest in border security, including a modern border barrier system, additional agents and officers, technology to screen vehicles, and air and marine support. That's the commissioner of Customs and Border Patrol. He just said, hey, we need some form of fencing or wall down at the border. So I hope everybody has their ears open. This isn't some political thing. This is a guy that's the commissioner down there. He knows what's happening on the border. Even he suggests we need some kind of barrier, and it only becomes more prevalent, more obvious when you hear from the deputy, excuse me, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary uh, Kirsten Nielsen. She had to testify today in front of the House Homeland Security Committee, and she said some things. It will make your jaw drop. I've got a few different clips from her testimony today that I was stunned that she was actually talking about the United States southern border and what's happening with the illegal immigration in our country. So here's one clip from her testimony. But illegal immigration is simply spiraling out of control and threatening public safety and national security. We face a crisis, a real, serious, and sustained crisis at our borders. We have tens of thousands of illegal aliens arriving at our doorstep every month. We have drugs, criminals, and violence spilling into our country every week. And we have smugglers and traffickers profiting from human misery every single day by exploiting people who are seeking a better life, deceiving them about our laws and fueling everything from sexual slavery to child exploitation to the smuggling of illicit goods. Child exploitation, sexual slavery. I mean, can we just say, hey, this is an emergency? 
something needs to get done to make this happen. And part of it is these ridiculous laws that we have in this country. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But then she also wanted to say this about how many illegals she expects to see at our southern border just this year. The projections are dire. The agency is now on track to apprehend more migrants crossing illegally in the first six months of this fiscal year than the entirety of FY17. And at the current pace, we are on track to encounter close to one million illegal aliens at our southern border this year. This is not a manufactured crisis. This is truly an emergency. A million people coming up to our border not a manufactured crisis. And then she goes on, this is stunning to me, folks, young women that are coming up either with or without parents, ICE is forced to do this when they have anyone that's 10, 10 years and older and you're female, ICE has to do this for every single one of them that gets caught at our border. As you know, sir, very unfortunately, because of the increase in violence at ICE, when we have families with children, we have to give every girl a pregnancy test over 10. This is not a safe journey. Because what's happening, there's so many young girls are being exploited from the coyotes and the people that are smuggling them. She also went on to claim that DHS, Department of Homeland Security, has uncovered what's called recycling rings. Recycling rings. This is where... It lets trafficked adults reuse the same, this is so disgusting, the same children over and over and over again so that they can pose as family units. That's what these coyotes, these traffickers are doing. They're recycling young kids. These people are sick, folks. These are very, very sick people that are doing this. And here's one of the things that many of us don't know that Secretary Nielsen talked about today. When we apprehend young people in our country, unless they're from Mexico or Canada, for example, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, they want their young people back in their country. They're, they're asking us to give them back their young people but because of our ridiculous immigration laws in America. Again, unless you're from Mexico or Canada, we are not allowed. Our nation, our laws do not allow us to send young kids back to the countries where they came from when their countries even want them. These are sick people that are creating these laws and won't change them. And then, as we talked about before recently with Senator Kevin Kramer, we've got these swamp creatures in the Army Corps of Engineers dragging their feet on building this wall, uh, trying to muck things up so it takes more time than it should. In fact, Senator Kevin Kramer wrote a second scathing letter to uh, Secretary Nielsen about the Army Corps of Engineers. And I want to share with you just a one line from Senator Kramer's letter about the Army Corps of Engineers. He says, I want to provide you with some specific examples of waste, fraud, and abuse at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. That is very, very strong language, folks, about the Army Corps of Engineers. So uh, Senator Kramer um, obviously would like to see the wall outsourced to a private company. I will also let you know that Senator Kramer met with Vice President Pence later today uh, about this border wall situation and trying to get it outsourced to a private company like I don't know, maybe a North Dakota company like Fisher Industries? <laughs> How's that for a good idea? So earlier today, I sat down and spoke with Tommy Fisher, the owner of Fisher Industries. Uh, he was in D.C. having some meetings about building and finishing the wall. Tommy, welcome back to Point of View. I want to start with the, the fact that you guys had a meeting scheduled today with Senator Kramer, 
Senator Hovind and the Army Corps of Engineers after Senator Kramer has sent a letter to DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen alleging that there is waste, fraud, and abuse at the Army Corps of Engineers. I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall. What was it like in the room with the Army Corps of Engineers after Senator Kramer had made these allegations, and what did you all talk about? Um, the meeting with the Corps got canceled because they said there's an act of procurement that we're participating with the Corps. So they wanted to wait until that procurement was over and then they'd be willing to meet. And um, with myself and uh, Senator Hoven that had lined up and, um, you know, not quite sure. So I just met with Senator Hoven and Senator Kramer on two separate meetings. All right, we'll talk about that in a moment. So walk people through, if they aren't familiar with the, the term procurement, what does that mean exactly and how quickly could you potentially then meet with the Corps? Well, with the Corps, that's who DHS have hired right now to handle the administration of constructing the border fence or wall, as you have it. And um, we're one of the active bidders um, working through their system of procurement. And so because we were in that procurement, um, the Corps did not want to uh, meet yet. That's, that's fair. So let's talk about your meetings with Senator Hovind and Senator Kramer. What's their feedback to you? As we all know, President Trump wanted to see Senator Kramer's letter about uh, you know, not having the Army Corps of Engineers build the wall, but having DHS uh, outsource it to a private company like yours. So take us inside the room with Senator Kramer and Senator Hovind, sir. Um, first of all, both senators are extremely intelligent and very proud. Um, I'm proud, I'm from North Dakota, no different than them. Uh, Senator Hovind focused more on, hey, we believe in your mechanics and everything else that you can do. No one can build as quick. We've got to convince both sides that uh, you can do it, the core or DHS, regardless of what route they did end up doing. And so his commitment was, is to still um, produce, um, you know, some meetings and just get them to know us a little bit to trust. And then here's the numbers, you know, let them speak for where it at. There's no influence or anything. Just look what innovation we have and see for yourself if you think we can honestly do it and we can help protect the border then everyone should be all for it and so i told senator hoven i'm completely comfortable with my price my schedule everything else being out um, the core dhs whoever they wanted to could compare and once they could see the quality that we can produce i don't think there's another country in the uh, world that can touch what we can do correct me if i'm wrong but i but i think you've worked with the core in the past at least in some way shape or form do you concur with Senator Kramer's assessment of waste, fraud, and abuse going on within the Corps? And how much of an impact is that having on building this wall? Well, I think that's for him, him to decide on those, those statements. But for me, working with the Corps or any government agency, you're only as good as the people that you put out in some of the projects. And because there's such a huge bureaucracy there, if you don't have the right people uh, stationed on the projects, then they really have a rough time of staying up to speed with, you know, what this project would demand. So I think uh, Senator Kramer is right, right on it. And, you know, if he can eliminate a middleman and someone else can, like uh, ourselves at Fisher, can back it with a bond and a warranty, he, he's, he's right on it. Um, it's definitely going to save the uh, government money. But the biggest thing is because of the emergency, it's going to save so much time. Just the way they're set up with submittals and everything else, they're double checking and sometimes people are checking that might not even understand the full amount of construction that's being constructed. So walk us through so, that because uh, 
sorry, Tommy, but, but you made an important, I think, distinction there. You're, you're suggesting that because of this emergency de declaration, thus things can get built much quicker. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, like I said the, the other morning, you know, if someone demands an emergency, it'd almost be like a first responder, right? So regular procurement just doesn't work in that situation. And the government has to decide, are you okay putting up 20 to 40 miles a year? Or do you need this border to be protected where you're in the tune of two to 500 miles a year? And that's what really what they got to do. And, and Fisher can offer that. So it's just, you know, the process there. And then when you have a lot of third party and a lot of administration, that's really has not a lot to do with the building, especially if the contractor is warranting and bonding it, then that's one whole piece that you can take out of the equation and get something done a lot quicker. So you met with Senator Kramer earlier today. I'm presuming that he told you about this. After meeting with you, he was going to go meet with Vice President Mike Pence to talk more about the wall. Did you guys have any sort of strategic talks about his meeting with the Vice President? And if so, what was said in those meetings? Um, not, not much about that. I just, you know, told them, you know, good luck. I mean, everything in our meetings is really about protecting the border. And, um, you know, we laid it out there for the senator that we're, we're the, we feel that we're the only solution, but lay it out there and let anybody else compare to us. And I think the senator's comfortable with, with our ability to build. And, um, you know, he's proud that we're from North Dakota, no, no different than the rest of us. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to push it forward. And um, like I had told him, too, is just get the cards on the table. Let, let the government decide. And if yeah. there's nobody else out there but us, then let's move forward and let's start protecting the border. Tommy, two questions in one. When you, when you think about this border fencing wall, whatever you want to call it, do you foresee a fence under a wall from sea to shining sea, meaning San Diego down to the tip of Texas or not? And then secondly, one of the biggest concerns that many people have, and I know there's some landowners that have filed a lawsuit against this National Emergency Act, how do you get around the imminent domain piece? I mean, presuming you're a proponent of uh, you know, private property, so how do you get around that imminent domain part? Well, I think the first thing is, is if people can see what a real border system looks like with the roads, the fence, as well as the technology, and actually see a finished product, that's the first thing to make them comfortable. Hey, it's just not going to be fenced with dirt road and, you know, the dust still coming. And then two, no different than we used to lease up land in North Dakota through the farmers. Once you build that trust, like if we were working hand in hand with DHS, we would give them multiple options. So let's say you were on the Rio Grande and right then uh, Border Patrol wanted the fence a half a mile off the edge of the river. And through intimate domain, it looked like it was going to be a big fight. We could also give the solution that we could build levee wall next to the river with a fence and give them a couple different options to work through. So we feel comfortable that if we were put in that position, we could help the government and assist them on getting it done much quicker. And then as far as the other states, California, Arizona, New Mexico, they have the Roosevelt easement, and a lot of the fence could be built within that, which makes it a lot more simple. So, Tommy, I know you're saying that, hey, I can build a mile a day of this wall. You can do it under budget, under the $5.7 billion at least for the 234 miles. So one of the things I want you to share with our audience is that myself and Scott Hennon are going to be joining you next Wednesday. What exactly is going to be happening next Wednesday, and why should people be paying very close attention? Well, I think next Wednesday we're going to host you as well as members from DHS and uh, Border Patrol because it's one thing to say that you can build a mile. It's another to actually prove it. 
And what we're going to be able to show is within an hour, we put up 180 foot of fence where you can do the math real quick with a few crews. But then not only after that, we also concreted in. You can see a stripping where we had just built three and a half hours later. And then in, during that same time, we're also going to build the road right in front of your eyes. And we're going to allow DHS, you guys, or whatever, to choose whether you want the road five feet from the fence, 10, 15, or 20. So nothing's set up, and they can see how vertically integrated contractors can do that. And then one more follow-up to your other question on, you know, sea to shining sea. We do have the capabilities of building it through the mountains and stuff, working with the government, because I'm a firm believer, if you're not protected the whole way, like just imagine protecting your backyard from your kids playing. If you only put up two-thirds of the fence, they're going to find a way to get out, even if there's a dirt mound. So I just believe that the fence should be the whole way. Tommy Fisher, North Dakota Company, possibly building and finishing the wall. I want to give you the last words, sir. Anything else you want to add that I'm not asking you? No, I think it's been a long time. We've talked about it for a long time. I think now is the time for action and to really get this going. The president's promised it. Um, I know that a lot of people in Congress uh, want it, but you know who needs it the most is our agents. Our agents need real roads, a real border protection system with the technology and the lighting to once and for all secure our border humanely and efficiently. Tommy Fisher, thank you for your time. Looking forward to seeing you next Wednesday in Phoenix. We'll see you soon, my friend. All right, look forward to it, Chris. Thank see you very you much. Thanks so much to Tommy Fisher. And again, be sure and join us Wednesday night of next week. So one week from today, we'll be coming to you live uh, from the Phoenix area. Maybe we're going to have the demo with Tommy Fisher and his group for the Department of Homeland Security. Should be a phenomenal and fascinating show.